Hello, everyone. My name is Phil Calvert, and a very warm welcome to the Financial Advisor Mastermind and Challenge. Throughout this week, advisors, leading experts, and consultants to the financial planning profession are sharing amazing insights into just what makes a world-class financial advice business. Today, I'm really delighted to be speaking with someone who is a digital transformation expert, turning your IT into profit. In particular, he is an iPad expert. Please, will you give a warm welcome all the way from Germany, Mr. Thorsten Yickel. How are you, Thorsten? Are you okay? Thank you very much for having you on your great format, Phil. Great. You know, we know each other personally, so it is nice to also have you online. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. So um, just tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to be doing what you are today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I help people to use technology to be more productive and to have an easier life. That's what I'm doing. Um, so, and I have kind of an untypical career for speaker and, and consultants because I did real work until 2010, as I always called it. Um, so the last uh, 10 years from 2000 to 2010, I was working as a managing director um, of uh, a company being in charge of a, a large fruit juice uh, company. Okay. And the nice thing at that time, my wife uh, worked for the Siemens company. And all our friends, when they had technical issues, they were always asking my wife to say, oh, you work with Siemens and uh, I have some technical questions. So, oh no, you have to ask TJ because he's the one who loves technology. And that started when I was a kid. Um, so I always loved technology. Um, and I think the, one of the first things I, was, I remembered, I never liked to go to bed. And probably some of you remember that. And I love to hear audio stories on an old radio. The issue was every time when I listened to that, my parents came into the room. Um, so, and then it gave trouble. So what I did is I had a small device, a contact in my door, which I uh, implemented. And every time the door opened, uh, the, the power went off. Uh, so, and the radio was silent. Uh, so therefore I started very early in times of using technology uh, to make my life easier, to, to reduce stress. Um, and then um, I started as a sales rep, uh, then went into a service, went into IT projects. Um, so, and I love to combine uh, technology um, and how to, to sell more, to be more productive with that. And since 2010, I help um, individuals and large corporations up to the Coca-Cola company where we rolled out 1,400 iPads uh, in their sales force. So that's actually what I'm doing, kind of making my hobby and my profession uh, to, uh, to my, my living. And I just love, like you, uh, we, I think we both love what we do. And I think that's the most important. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really interesting. I mean, the iPad wasn't the first tablet um, PC. Um, I still remember using one and I know that uh, some of our financial advisors um, work for the company called Positive Solutions who mm -hmm. used to use a tablet uh, PC. I, I'm sure they still do. What was it though about the iPad that got your attention? Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Uh, so uh, it was actually Microsoft uh, who did the first uh, tablets. Um, so when you look at that, um, and they're technically, they were even far superior than what the iPad was in the first version. Um, but what Apple understood is... Uh, not the technical side of it, but the user interface. And I remember when the iPad came up in 2010 and when I told my friends uh, to say, okay, I'm going to give up a really well-paid managing director position and going to consult companies on the iPad. They were laughing at me. They <laughs> would say, 
or the iPad? Are you, are you stupid kind of giving away six-digit income um, and uh, say, okay, with the iPad? And say, no. Um, and of course, it's always easier in the past to say, I knew everything in advance. No, I didn't do either. But I saw the potential that this is something which is, let's say, um, as multimedia um, and as PC-like and gives you the possibilities to have everything with you you need in a customer contact, in a talk, in a meeting, in a sales uh, pitch. You, you can have everything with you, but at the same time is as natural as paper. Um, and that is something which is, I think, the big success um, of uh, the Apple because they think it from the customer and from the interface. Um, and that is um, one, and to start with some practical things, uh, when I talk to financial advisors and say, how should you use the iPad? The most important thing is never use it with a keyboard which is attached into the kind of, uh, I, I say it like a PC-like style where you just have it um, set up in like like this way so yeah. you should never use it like this because okay. then when you have your customer you still you hide again behind your uh, pc because yeah. uh, and when you just do it this way and you say you put it flat on the table uh, then the customer can see it um, then you have the 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 kind of natural format of a piece of paper where which is very important, the client can see what you do and even can do something with you together. And coming back to a keyboard, what I advise, use a Bluetooth keyboard um, because when you have a Bluetooth keyboard, you can even hand the iPad to your client and you can say, oh, you can have a look at that um, and you should know how your app and how your stuff works the wrong way around because the customer should see it. Then you can have a Bluetooth keyboard and that is something where I think, coming back to your question, um, Apple understood to, to think from the customer side and I think especially in our industry it is really important um, because as you always say you can find all the information on financial planning and everything on the internet most of that is even freely available but it's a question of how professional do I advise people um, how trustworthy um, do people uh, receive me and, and one factor of trustworthiness which I think is important in our industry um, is that people can see what you, what you do and that you're not hiding behind some kind of a screen. And that is something which um, Apple understood. And uh, they are not the highest technical uh, guys, uh, so they're fast, of course, uh, but the user interface is that uh, which is, makes it easy for the client and also easy for the financial advisor to use it um, because uh, technology is then really helpful and good when it is just kind of natural and when you don't have to think about and when there's no update while you're at the client and those things. And, and that usually doesn't happen and it just works. Trustworthy, uh, trustworthiness is something um, you mentioned there, which is quite important. And I think many financial advisors would agree that the whole basis of their relationship with a client is, is, is trust. I know there are still many financial advisors who would say, though, the meeting can only ever really be done face to face. What, what would you say to that? Um, I am a guy who say it is neither 100% offline nor 100% online. Um, so looking, I think uh, today, so probably that might change to a 100% online world. Uh, but today, I think it is a good combination um, between on and offline. And I'll give you an example. Um, so I, I just uh, had a project uh, with a large insurance company in Germany. Um, and uh, they had about 1,700 sales reps. Um, so 
so and they had a challenge that they say okay we have a situation i was sitting together with a client of mine and I explained him everything in a personal meeting so and um, I had to drive an hour probably to that client. Um, so, and then uh, two days later, I call him and say, okay, now did you finally decide on all those things? Because some of them were still that he had to take a decision. And they said, oh, there, I still have a, a question. I didn't get the difference between those two things. Can you explain them again? And then they say, S-H-I-T. Uh, uh, so now what to do? Um, do I have to go to the client again to drive an hour to him to get back to see everything? And what they did is uh, they had iPads. And what we did is we said, okay, how about when a client says you, he knows you? So you've been there two days ago, for example. And they say, okay, do you, are you sitting at your PC right now? And then say, yes, I'm sitting at my PC. So can you open your browser and say, oh, yeah, yeah, we can open the browser. So can you please open that link? And they gave him a short link. And now, dear customer, what you can do is I'm now writing on my iPad and you can see what I'm writing on my iPad on your screen without you having the need to install any software. Uh, so just um, I write something and you know that uh, we're always jotting things on a piece of paper or nowadays probably on a whiteboard app. Um, and nowadays you have whiteboard apps uh, which you can even transfer over the iPad um, uh, to the internet. Um, and you can set them um, to say that uh, the, your client can uh, just uh, watch at them. Uh, or when you have even more sophisticated clients who have also the iPad, you can say, okay, we can jot on that together. This is something which is more kind of used for internal meetings. Yeah. But with that client, for example, they say, that's great. Because what do we do? We have a the possibility to jot something on a piece of paper without sitting next to the client. It's far easier for the client to understand things when you draw some context, uh, uh, some concepts on a piece of paper and I don't have to travel to him. Um, so, but that always, I think that would probably not suitable for a first contact, especially when you're talking about his individual finances. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think for probably a very first contact to say, would I, uh, in judging him to say, would I invite him uh, for a meeting? Then something digital can be great to say, okay, I can like what we do today, uh, to say, probably most of you see me for the first time. Um, so, and, uh, we are, you see me online. So probably you say, okay, does this guy have a glue on what he's talking? Is he trustworthy? And would he be somebody which I would probably invite talking about my business, my issues? So I see it in a very first stage and I see it in kind of a, of the after sales stage, um, and looking into, um, the currently available technologies. Uh, so I started my working career in 1988. Uh, don't know when did you start your working career? I've got 10 years on you, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Um, and when I look, um, so um, it, it was pre-email. It was pre-internet in terms of commercial use. Um, so um, and and um, so nowadays it's so much easier. Um, so we can can communicate via the internet. Um, and in the past, it, you needed to have really big bandwidth in terms of uh, to do video like we do today. Nowadays, you can do it on the road. Uh, you don't need that much uh, bandwidth. Uh, you can share your screen if you like. Uh, so I think there are so much more possibilities. And coming back to your original question, I think um, there 
online and, and video meetings are a great addition. It's not something which replaces the personal contact. Yes, yeah. um, so probably you know the Osborne uh, stu study from University of Oxford looking into which places are going to be, re uh, which jobs are going to be replaced uh, by artificial intelligence, uh, by digital uh, services. Um, and when you look at tax advisors, for example, they say tax advisors have a 99% uh, possibility to be replaced um, by uh, IT, by artificial intelligence. Looking at the other end, they say the, resp uh, the possibility that salespeople are uh, replaced by IT has a probability of 1.3%. So, and what's the, the, the rational behind that? The rational behind that is to say um, comparing data, uh, doing automated bookings and this thing, this is something which can be done by IT easily. But the personal contact, that is something which we humans are really good at. And I think uh, we can survive and even be more successful when we don't try to fight technology, but when we try to use it in a smart way to have even more time for personal contact. Like we love to see each other when we are at our professional speakers association. So I love to have a beer every time and every now and then with them. And I love to have the addition uh, on the online. I think it's both. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting, and I, I'm guessing there's new presentation skills as well. Um, it's quite one thing to be using this technology to be communicating with clients. I'm I'm guessing that that there are skills to be learnt in how we present ourselves um, online, just as there are skills to be learnt when we present ourselves face to face. Yeah, absolutely, and sometimes it's it's just the basics. Um, so, and coming back to the basics, num rule number one: do it as simple as possible. Um, so, I always say it's it's two kind of mantras I have. Uh, one mantra is switch on brain first, and then technology. Um, so this is number one. So I always say to say, before you use technology, always think of yourself, why do I want to use this service? Why do I want to use that? Because I see a lot of people that are gadget and tool driven to say, oh, I saw a new tool. I saw a new gadget. I saw a new service. And that's something I want to use. So before, take a step back and think, for what? Uh, so what? But when you decide for two, do it as simple as possible, as that simple as possible. Um, so I see a lot of people um, doing things very overcomplicated. So you don't need to have a video studio with every uh, super fancy green screen technology and with lamps and everything like that. Because a lot of people hold themselves back to say, I uh, need high tech. Like me today, what have I done? I just have a white wall behind me and I have daylight um, and I have just a regular small webcam on my regular uh, PC. So yeah. that's, and I have a headset and that's it. Um, so, uh, and I understood that you also have uh, just a background, but no green screen, fancy technology thing behind it. So take it as easy as possible um, and don't hold you back. Um, so taking that, it's really easy. Um, so the basic is you need to have a, let's say, decent uh, video. Yes. The more, even more important thing, you have to have a good audio. 
So because you can watch a bad photo and bought vi a bad video footage for hours, uh, the voice has to be at least at a decent level. But even with that, this is a, I think, a 40-pound headset, uh, which I'm wearing now, which is really not uh, expensive. And um, so uh, this is something. Then another practical tip in terming video, it's a good thing to always have a good contrast. So I very deliberately wear a dark shirt, a dark blue shirt um, in front of a white background. Yeah. So if I'd had a back background, uh, a dark background, I would wear a white shirt. Uh, so that's something you have to have a good contrast. Um, so, and um, you have to decide who's your target group. Um, and this also um, makes the decision on what you're wearing. Um, so like today, I had an idea that you would probably pop up uh, in that kind of, um, of clothes. So I deliberately chose to have no tie today uh, with that shirt, something like that. Uh, when I'm something talking to my bank clients, I'm wearing uh, color, tie, and, yeah. and everything like that. So I think that is also a point uh, where you have to adapt uh, to your target group um, and where you have to learn the tools but the good thing learning the tools is very easy today because um, the main providers have very good tutorials um, so currently for example we're using zoom um, yeah. so and zoom is something which is really that simple um, and uh, you can easily start with their webinars uh, with their uh, video tutorials um, and also talking about apps and services um, so one uh, whiteboard app for example which you can use which is actually coming even out of the UK is group board um, and uh, you will surely uh, link that into the internal group um, and the group board thing is really a dead simple whiteboard app where you can just draw um, and where you can send a okay I want to now invite other people to that um, and uh, so switch on brain first in the technology make it as simple as possible uh, use available webinars and tutorials which are there and then just try the stuff and try yeah. the stuff probably not with your most critical client first, uh, so which you just gained and which is uh, tied in time. So um, I think all of us have some clients which we're now really friends to with. Uh, so we say, okay, now you probably might have a year-long client where you're friends with and where you say, okay, uh, I just visited that uh, masterclass with Phil Calvert and I got a really great idea and I would really like to test that. And probably it might work, why not work out on the first time? Is that okay when we test that? Yeah, and I think yeah. we all have clients where we can do that. Um, and they even love it for, for, love us for that, that we say, okay, we don't always have to be perfect. Uh, so it's even more important to be human, especially in the digital world. Yeah. Now you mentioned apps um, and your specialism is productivity from, I, uh, from mm -hmm. IT. Now I've got my iPad uh, mini here. And productivity is the last thing that I get out of it, okay? So I'm using it more for fun uh, and reading and videos than anything else. Uh, you mentioned group board there. That sounds absolutely fantastic. What other great apps um, are out there that perhaps we don't know about? Yeah, so uh, looking, I also have an iPad mini and I love that because I love it for reading because uh, uh, as you, I'm traveling a lot. I have all my eBooks on that, so I really love it. Um, but this is my main device, which is the iPad Pro 12.9 inch, the current one uh, with the collapsible keyboard, which I can use when I work on my own, uh, not with clients. Um, so, um, and I am 100% iPad only. 
So right. I'm only working on my iPad. I have very few exceptions, like today, because I cannot do a Zoom call on my iPad and hold it in the camera at the same time. So therefore, uh, today I ch deliberately chose uh, to work with the with the Mac. Um, so, but I'm working on 100% um, on that. Before talking about apps, um, the most important thing is that you have all your data which you need on your iPad, and that is very easily possible today nowadays. Um, so talking about the first thing, I assume most of you are probably working with Outlook on your on your PC. I think Outlook or Gmail or something like yeah, that. So yeah. this is kind of the, the standard services. Um, and the first step is to have all that stuff automatically synchronized. Uh, so via Gmail, via Exchange services. Um, and one thing which I can highly recommend is actually from Microsoft, uh, which is Office 365. Um, because with Office, 365 uh, you have exchange integrated and you have all your outlook stuff completely synchronized alternative would be probably the the g suite uh, from google um, and you always have to decide at google you pay with your data um, at microsoft you pay with your money um, so and it's finally your decision so both mo models are, are valuable so that's it um, so First, have your, your calendars, your email, your addresses, have everything uh, synchronized. When you're working as a financial advisor, I even um, would go a step further to have a CRM, a customer relationship management system. Uh, so I'm, for example, using with Daylight um, as a customer relationship management system where I have all my customer-related data in that. It doesn't really matter which customer relationship management system you have. Just have one. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And it can be just really paper cards also. Uh, like, uh, so I say it's better to have a real good uh, organized paper guy with his box with all those paper cards. I really um, think that's much better than having a super digital techie kit uh, that is completely in chaos. Uh, so I say the first thing is to, to have all the customer stuff really in there that you get that you can relate to the things you talked to to the last time that you have the history and mm. that's again giving trust uh, so to say who knows what you were talking about you're not mixing up uh, things so customer relationship management system is a really really important thing um, and my recommendation is to probably look at a customer relationship system which you always uh, can have available offline that's at least for me a really important uh, criteria because um at least I have the experience that you're not always online. So, and when you're with a client, sometimes you even have a great internet on the parking lot and then you're uh, within the client and you're offline. So you want to have the history and you have Salesforce, for example, which is a great system, but it just works online. Mm -hmm. um, so, and those are things where they look at an offline system. So now coming to, uh, to, to files. So I think it's really important to have all the files on hand with that. And on my iPad, I have all my files which are on my Mac. I have them all with me anytime. And it's synchronized automatically. Um, and this can be done. Uh, the easiest way is probably I think most of you heard about Dropbox, uh, which is kind of the, the, the father of all those cloud services where you can uh, have everything synced. synced. Um, and um, a lot of financial advisors, banks, insurance says, Wah! compliance, Dropbox, that's horror. And there's also a business edition available of that. And that is GDPR compliant. So you can work with it. Um, and there are services like Box Crypto, for example, where you can even add 
add an additional encryption on it. So then you have an end-to-end -end, uh, encryption on that. Uh, so you can add safety levels. Talking about Office 365, they have their Dropbox is called OneDrive. Uh, that is uh, integrated into their subscription service. And then you have, uh, just like with a network drive or with an USB stick, uh, you just have all your files on your Mac or on your PC, and you automatically have them in an app and in a file app, which is coming with the iPad, where you have all your files with you. And I'm really always astonished how few people have all their stuff synchronized on their iPads. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, when you have an older iPad, it doesn't have the capacity. But nowadays, my iPad has a one terabyte capacity on that. So, wow. so that's more than I have uh, really on data with that. So you can have all your stuff with you. And what's the basic idea of that? Because most people talk apps first. And I say, no, you have to, to talk data first. Um, because the idea is, and probably all of you know that. And I started in sales in 1988. So I'm a sales guy. Um, so, and everybody probably knows the situation. You're sitting at a client and he says, oh, no, super. That's the point I would, have, uh, would like to have more information on. And you say, mm, I don't have that information on hand right now. When you're lucky, you have it in your car. When you're not lucky, you have it in your office. Um, so, and then what do you do? You have to set up another appointment and you have a risk that between your appointment and your next appointment, there's a competitor probably uh, in between that can steal you the business. Yeah. Um, so, and that is it. Therefore, I learned, so when you can close the deal, close it. Uh, and idly, um, the moment you are sitting there. And this is something where it can extremely help you when you have all your data in hand to close the deal. Uh, so that was difficult in the past. Um, and I know I was working for Chibo, one of the leading German coffee roasters for five years. And I was in charge for customer service uh, for two years. So they said, I just put a sales guy into customer service uh, so to really punish him. <laughs> and um, I learned the other side of the business. Um, and what we learned is how difficult customer service made it sometimes to close a deal with all those form things and yeah. so on. So we said, okay, how about having the tools to really um, make it easy to sign something in the first uh, step. And there are tools. So one tool, for example, is called SMAP1, S-M-A-P, and then one. And what's the idea of SMAP1? SMAP1 is a cloud-based service where you can set up forms in your browser. And you say you have all your forms and you say, what information do you have? And you can then finally also fill them in and sign them. And the nice thing is that form is then automatically put to your iPad and then you can fill out that stuff. And when it gets back, you have that as an Excel um, spreadsheet, yeah. which you can export. You can export it into your other systems. Or when you need um, legally um, uh, usable uh, signatures, for example, there are services like DocuSign. Uh, so Adobe Sign is the, let's say, higher level thing. Uh, but Adobe Sign is extremely expensive. Uh, so that starts with about two and a half thousand pounds subscription right. per year, wow. which is good when you have a lot of signatures. Uh, so, but when you don't have thousands of signatures uh, you need, then DocuSign is something which also my clients use uh, to really collect signatures which are legally bindable. Um, so I'm not 100% 
um, into the UK law, of sure, course. Sure. Um, so, but uh, it's an international service. Um, so it's good to have systems um, to, to have your data in, to have your customer data in, um, to think about workflows. How can I not fill in a paper form and then key in the data again, probably have missing data, probably can't read the data. Um, and this is something which you can easily automate. Getting a step uh, back when you say you don't want need that kind of workflow. So probably you are just on your own and you say I don't have a customer service So I don't need any any back office to fill with that. So it's just having it for me easier Then there is one app which I really love which is called PDF expert um, So it's PDF expert currently. It's a version 6 and the PDF expert is also possible, is able to fill in forms. Um, so you uh, can even have drop downs and all those things. Um, so which you can do. And when you use PDF elements, PDF elements is a PC and Mac software uh, with which you can easily design PDF forms. That's so because it, I needed only the other day. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and you can do that the hard and the expensive way with Adobe Professional, uh, but that is a, I think, a 70 pound subscription per month. Um, and when you just need that twice a year to set up a, a form, I think um, it's too much money. Um, so, but um, that PDF um, elements is a piece of software, which is, I think, 35 quid or something like that. Uh, so uh, at one time payment, it's really cheap. Um, and you can produce forms, which then you can fill in either with the standard um, functionality on the iPad or with the, uh, with the PDF expert. And in addition with the PDF expert, what you can do extremely well, you can use it for presentations. Oh. So, because I see a lot of presentations which have no videos, which have no animations, uh, so which are just kind of text, which are charts, uh, which you can see. And then with the PDF expert, uh, you can easily present them with that and you can even add uh, when you are using it with a projector or with a monitor you can even use it with a clicker you know with those uh, clickers yeah. um, and the regular clickers they usually have that usb kind of thing you can you can pull out of them those don't work um, but there is a clicker from the company called satechi and i will give you the link also that you can distribute it in the internal group uh, with that satechi bluetooth presenter so you can connect it via bluetooth to the ipad and then you can present it easily um, and uh, afterwards what you can do you can write on those pdf things when you're talking to a customer you can even add additional notes to it and then afterwards you can just say okay I probably want to to provide one two three of uh, those uh, charts not the whole set but probably one two three four um, sheets of paper of that presentation of your notes you want to give that to clients you just tip on them you say email and PDF expert just creates a new smaller PDF out of the pages you have selected that's and then really, you email really that to the client that's really interesting. Um, I'm really fascinated by the presenting uh, part of that. Um, I've certainly seen people um, at a presentation where they've got their presentation being projected onto the screen, mm -hmm. um, but and they're controlling it from their from their iPad. Um, is it possible to interact and draw on it so it would appear on the screen as well? Yeah. 
Absolutely. So it's several possibilities. So you can use the, um, the with the PDF expert, then you can draw on it and it, it appears. You can add uh, additional pages. And even when you are, for example, using PowerPoint because you want to integrate videos and animations, um, even in PowerPoint, uh, you have a, a virtual laser pointer. So when you just stick your hold onto the chart, then you see a virtual laser pointer. Uh, you can draw on it um, with that. And there's another app so because when you have a large iPad so beginning from the 10.5 inch you need to have an office 365 subscription um, because Microsoft has a, a, a subscription policy um, dependent on screen size and everything which is wow. larger than 10 inches um, is uh, something which they say this has to be a full version Okay. So when you say, I don't need PowerPoint very often um, and I do not want to pay an Office 365 subscription, then there's an alternative to that, which is called WPS Office. Um, and the WPS Office is an app which is basically free of charge. Um, and then you can you have in-app purchases, uh, so you can um, add some additional functionality. Uh, but the maximum annual subscription fee you pay is, I think, twenty quid. Um, so, and this is really uh, significantly lower than what you pay with Office three sixty five because that starts at about ten pounds or something like that per month. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, so, and WPS Office is able to present PowerPoint uh, to work with Word, uh, to work with Excel. Um, so, and uh, that also has a nice additional presentation functionality in the PowerPoint module because what you can do is you, within the presentation, you can say, now let's swap to whiteboard mode. And then the, the, the slide goes away and you have just a whiteboard. And you can either uh, prepare that in the beginning or you start with a white whiteboard and you can then come back to the presentation. You can switch back to the whiteboard. Um, and this is without swapping an app. Um, so in this, uh, coming back again to my point to say, make it as simple as possible um, so that you don't have to switch between apps um, so uh, that you can really do it easy and fluently. Um, and uh, so therefore, I always uh, recommend to have a minimum is WPS Office. Um, so uh, when you use it more, uh, also when you use more Excel, when you use more um, of the other functionalities, like also the OneDrive, for example, then I can highly recommend um, the, uh, the Microsoft Office versions. Um, and um, there are possibilities like whiteboards only. And when you just want to jot something with a client, there is a whiteboard called Thoughts, like the okay. thoughts in our heads. It used to be free of charge, so probably I recommend it to it too often. So now they charge, I think, three or four pounds for it, uh, but on a one-time uh, payment. And the great thing about it is you open it, you just draw, and when you are running out of space, because that's what I'm doing on a regular basis when I'm drawing some things on a piece of paper or on my iPad, the great thing, it's an infinite uh, large whiteboard. Yeah. So you just put it to the side or you just uh, scroll it and then you can continue to draw. So you have, it's unlimited um, and you can zoom it. It doesn't get pixel uh, wise because it's a vector mm -hmm. graphic. Um, so, and it's really dead simple. So you open it, you draw, you push it to the next thing and then then in the end, you can say which parts are now interesting for the client. You see them um, on your screen and then you can forward it again. And those are things where most people say, you cannot work with an iPad like with a PC. And I said, yes, that's absolutely correct because you can work 
better with it. Um, So probably not when you're working in back office. So probably not when you're working in bookkeeping. So I wouldn't recommend uh, the iPad as a replacement for a bookkeeper or for a management uh, accountant um, for for something like that where you need large screens where you need. uh, So those insurance guys pulling together tariffs, uh, for example, they wouldn't work with an iPad in calculating tariffs. So so that wouldn't be sensible. Um, So, but when you are um, in a customer meeting, I think it can easily replace paper um, in, a, in a personal thing, um, which you can afterwards forward to a client. Um, and when you send it to the client, ideally, you have a link to your customer relationship management that this email, including the attachment, is then automatically attached to um, the, through the client uh, data. So that you, next time you see what have you sent to the client, you can refer back to it. Um, so, and then it makes sense to have all the data always together because that's the reason why I said apps are great uh, but you always need uh, to have the data of your client together because I assume most of you are not just working for one client uh, but for a lot of clients and at least talking to me I don't always can remember what I sold or what I talked about with every client. Mm. That's, that's fair. I could listen to you all day. Um, <laughs> just before I ask you one more thing what's your favorite productivity app that, that you like to use? You're not a financial advisor, but, but what could you not live without uh, on your iPad? Uh, it is actually the PDF expert. Um, okay. So that is actually the one. And probably I add one, which is a really a great tool for a lot of my financial advisor customers. It is... Um, either good notes or notability. Um, so nowadays I um, propose a notability. Um, notability is a note-taking app. And this note-taking app um, has some really nice functions uh, because of course, when we are with clients, we have to take notes. And uh, what you can do either, and that's great with the, with, the, with the iPads when you're working with a projector or with the monitor, what you can do is you open up your PDF expert or your PowerPoint um, on one hand, uh, so left side of your iPad, um, and switch to presentation mode. Then you open Notability on the right side of it. The cool thing is the, when you're in the presentation mode on the projector, on the monitor, the client only sees the presentation. And you have, in addition, you have your notes, which you can take. So then you're writing your notes um, in that. And the Notability app has some nice note-taking functions. Number one, you can do it by hand. And it has a really good recognition on your handwriting. So right. afterwards, when you mm-hmm. search things, it finds. And Believe me, my handwriting is the ultimate OCR test. So when it can read my language, it can read every handwriting. So because I have a really bad handwriting. So handwriting recognition, what you can even do, but please only when the client accepts it. You can also have an audio recording of the notes. So I even have a financial advisor who says, I think that's really smart. I said, I have a suggestion for you. We are now doing... Um, a talk where I advise you things, where I recommend you things. And if you like, we do a complete audio recording of that. I provide you with that audio recording so you can hear it afterwards. You have all the proof, you know everything. Um, And with that financial advisors, they say that really is a big trust factor where people say, wow, and and you can show it to your bank or to to other ones. So I want that I'm trustworthy. That's something you can do with with the notability. And afterwards, you can copy 
the notes just with drag and drop into your PDF um, uh, presentation and can give those who are relevant to the customer to the customer. And it has an auto backup to, for example, OneDrive. So meaning you have automatically all your notes as a PDF file back on your PC because I see a lot of people who have mm. just their presentations, their notes only in the iPad. So then they're back in the office working with the PC and they yeah have always two things and it's two risks number one you don't have it on your on your pc when you need it number two when you lose it or when it gets damaged or stolen you lose all your notes and therefore mm -hmm. um, it's really important to have that all together uh, so this is something um and um, so just a small tool which is really great i don't know whether you see that this is calculator hd Right. And the calculator HD is a calculator with a virtual paper stripe. Uh, so, and you can email that paper stripe to a client. Um, so oh, yeah. you don't always have to set up uh, an Excel speed, a spreadsheet. You can just say, I calculate it. And then I say, I email that. And in that email, you have what you have on your virtual um, thing there. Fantastic. Um, and you see, it's just the easy things. So I say it's a combination of having a really good system set up um, to make sure that you have all your data in one place and that you can uh, feed that data from your PC or Mac and from your iPad so that you don't have smart islands, uh, as I always call them, um, but that you have an integrated system, that you use smart apps, um, and probably finally talking about some, some s smart accessories. Um, I'm using, for example, a small Beamer uh, uh, projector. Um, and the projector is just like a, a double DVD set. It's just yeah. really this size. You can carry that with you very easily. Mm -hmm. And it's so light that you can even use it um, at the daylight. And it's about 400, 500 pounds. So it's not that expensive. Um, and what I have, I have an additional, just an external display which is fired by HDMI, which has the same size like my iPad. Yeah. And what I can do is I can just hook it via HDMI cable from my iPad to the screen and I can give the customer a second screen. Um, so this is also something which I've uh, actually worked out together with a financial planner because I said in my office, I don't have space for a projector or for, um, for a monitor because it's an old office and we have a lot of things there. I don't have the possibility to put a projector or monitor on that. Do you have an idea? And we came up with that idea to say, okay, just, uh, and that's 300 pounds or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's not big bucks. Uh, you have to pay for that. Um, and then you can say they use it now in their office and they use it also with clients when they probably have two or three people and then you can say sometimes even the large ipad is too small to look at that that's absolutely fantastic that's a question that comes up quite a lot in our forums by advisors is how do they project um charts and cash flow projections uh, so yep. that, that's a great tip thank you so much so just to start round rounding off Where's this all going, Torsten? Um, what's the future? If you, if you can project yourself five years from now, uh, how will this have all developed? 
Um, I think it um, will become less and less classical PCs. Um, it will be more and more web-based services. It will be uh, more and more uh, mobile-based services. Um, so I don't know whether we still have those cell phones in the future. So looking at what we now do with our Apple Watches, for example, I assume technology is going more and more that we uh, either have smart watches or we have contact lenses where we have everything projected in. Um, so this is... Uh, very close to that. Um, I think it is the nice thing um, what we saw over the last years, which is continuing, um, that uh, services which used to be very expensive, very complicated, are getting easier and easier and cheaper and cheaper. Um, so like uh, just talking a very practical thing, which I learned from you, is bomb bomb. I love that thing uh, to say I can uh, communicate uh, even in an asynchronical way to, to clients uh, with a video. Um, so those are technologies that weren't available some, some years ago. Yeah, so um, just to clarify, so that's video email. Yeah, yeah video email. Thank you very much. Um, so not everybody knows it. Um, so And that's something <clears throat> which will be easier and easier. And at the same time, <coughs> sorry, at the same time, I think... Who will be the winners? The winners um, in the financial uh, planner community will those ones um, who will use and try out and use technology that works, but not to replace themselves, um, but to show themselves as being savvy in using technology, yeah. as being professional, um, as helping to even have more personal time uh, with their clients and uh, so making their lives easier um, and also interesting uh, one thing we haven't talked about yet uh, at least in Germany we see more and more companies coming in from the the idea of platform so like in Germany we have Knip don't know whether you have that in the UK uh, where the idea is you have an app and in your app you can collect all your insurance uh, tariffs um, so and you have and the, the first pitch was to say you have an overview of all your insurance and all your financial contracts of course what was the next step they started to say okay there we see some gaps and if you want we can advise you uh, mm -hmm. so therefore i think it is important and i don't know the uk market that well to know whether you see that competition arising too uh, from those platform providers so we have to be aware of those platforms and yeah. i think it will be easier to also offer our clients platforms where they can easily have an overview of what they're doing with us yep. um, and that's probably a bit more difficult for the individual but i see that there will be white label solutions um, which you can use in the future for that and i will would highly recommend uh, to 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 see that and to use that uh, because otherwise i see the risk that platform providers um, are taking over. That's at least what we see in the German market and to some extent. I don't know how it's in the UK. It, it's, it's certainly a hot topic at the moment. Let's put it, let's put it that way, but um, fascinating. Uh, Thorsten, this has been absolutely superb. Thank you so much for your amazing uh, thoughts and insights. I'm thinking we really ought to get you over to the UK and uh, uh, have you put on a workshop. I think that, that would be fantastic. So one of the things we're doing with everybody is um, asking them to set a little challenge. Yes. Uh, for our viewers and so if I was to ask you what what challenge would you set for our financial advisors uh, what would that look like yeah so my challenge I'm giving usually to my financial advisors here is to say now we have the beginning of the week uh, so probably or in the middle of the week or depending on when you see it um, so the good thing is the next 
take this active week now, the week we are in here, to set up your iPad with the most important um, apps we talked about. Um, and Phil will distribute all the links yeah. in the internal group. And then the next full week, just take the iPad to the clients and not your PC. Because I see a lot of people taking their notebook uh, computer with them. Just one week without uh, the iPad. The only thing you are allowed to do is take it with you as a backup, especially when you say, okay, now I have that new client, which is really critical. So clients are more important than technology. Um, yeah. But at least uh, with those clients where you say you have a good relationship that really works. Uh, so it's a good idea to try at least uh, to have one week with it, um, uh, with, the, with the ones which is easy. And then we're really looking forward uh, to your feedback, uh, to your questions. So we have that internal group. Uh, so Phil and I, we are in close contact. Um, so um, I will provide all the links um, uh, to Phil and the group. And when there are any more questions, um, so um, we are more than happy to help you. That's a, that's, a, that's a great idea. So if they're not used to using an iPad with a client, just take it with them for, for one week, for the next week, see how they get on. Yeah, maybe keep their laptop or their notebook as a backup yeah um, but you've got to take these steps haven't you <laughs> yeah that's the only way you learn it just do it yeah. uh, that's with all the things um so if, uh, it's you Super. can't do dry swimming as we say in germany <laughs> don't know what that translates <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we're, we're going to put your, your your details and your links but if, if people would like to, to get in touch with you and talk to you and find out more about what you do where, where can they find you it is uh, like my name is uh, torsten-jekyll.de and I provide you with a, with a link. So that's a nice thing. Um, so where you see, I usually, uh, as my name is not too common. Uh, so when you Google my name, you usually find me. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today. Really appreciate it. Absolutely fantastic. For our viewers watching this today, you'll have the opportunity to join the private group where you can report back on how you're getting on with things. You can ask questions. You can get accountability partners. So all that remains for me to say thank you so much to you, Torsten. Really much appreciated. And thanks to everybody else for watching today. Nice to see you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you also.